Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Recorded live. Well, good morning and welcome to the Empress of Biz. This is Joanne Forster doing the... She loves the best. Talking to you and talking about business, uh, good, bad, and ugly at times. And this is March, which is Women's History Month. And what's so exciting about March and Women's History Month, despite the March madness, not only in the basketball court, but right now outside as we watch our spring snow, and I've I've got four inches on my street and still coming. So, uh but what's so good about um, March and Women's History Month is we're telling the story of women. We're honoring the stories of women. We are recognizing their contributions. And I am also president of the Pennsylvania Women's Hall of Achievement. And my dream, my wish, my fervent passion is our stories to be remembered, not forgotten and swept under the dust. That what we have done, what women have done, is amazing and that needs to be remembered and honored and one of the ways we do that is that we have special events around women and what they have accomplished and up, upcoming is March 24th this Saturday women's voices hear them speak and it's a panel of women talking about their perception of women what they've experienced and we have a wide range from young to older and it, it's um it's a difference in generations because for those who are part of my generation, many of the changes that have happened in the last 30 or 40 years have been because my generation has pushed it. And our daughters don't always remember what it was like when we couldn't get a charge in our own name, could not get credit for our business, was not even recognized as business owners. So we celebrate women business owners. We celebrate our history. We honor our history. Join us on March 29th or March 24th uh, from 11.30 to 2 p.m. Want to know more? You give me a call at 412-440-6969 and register and hear more about the uh, 2019 Women's Calendar, a history of women in our area. So lots going on. Now, this morning I have some of my favorite people, uh, Susan Miller, who is founder of the Women's Small Business Association, who's, like me, a serial entrepreneur, like me, (laughs) gets patient when everything doesn't get done right away, but that's what entrepreneurs are being about, and one of her big passions and, and motivation is the Women's Small Business Association. Good morning and welcome, Susan. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Oh, we're delighted. So it's a snowy day, 
And most entrepreneurs are, you know, saying, I can't get out. What's the matter with me? You know, <laughs> but I bet you'll be out by the end of the day. No, actually, I prefer days like this because this is the best time to get hold of people <laughs> ah. <laughs> because a lot of people are snowed in. Uh, this is a great day for marketing because most people are in front of their computers. So this is a great business day in my mind. I prefer these type of days because, uh, you know, it's easier to get hold of people. Um, and like I said, it's a great day for marketing. Yeah. Well, Susan, um, you are founder of WSBA. Would you explain what um, WSBA is? Sure. The Women's Small Business Association is a community of women entrepreneurs and small business owners. Uh, we uh, encourage business development uh, for small business owners, uh, uh, and we do this through networking, mentorship, and uh, education. So WSBA is uh, comprised of chapters, and each chapter covers a county, and so each chapter has their own uh, net networking events that happen each month, and we also have a series of educations, uh, education series uh, throughout the year, uh, and uh, um, along with our mastermind dinners, which provide... Uh, gives uh, business owners the opportunity to connect with seasoned business owners for mentorship. What was your inspiration, your motivation for starting WSBA? Uh, I saw, I, I'm a firm believer that small business is viable for a lot of women. Um, you know, uh, and um, because they need that flexibility. I still think that there's still some emphasis on, uh, you know, women uh, still taking care of the house, taking care of the children, but yet needing to produce an income. So um, I feel that small business makes sense for a lot of women. And um, <clears throat> I just didn't feel like there was a support system for small business owners. Uh, there was a lot of networking groups for established business owners, but there wasn't anything really in place for women that were just starting out their business. So, um, and I've always been passionate about helping women. Um, you know, when I reflect back on all the things that I do, there's always this underlying, uh, you know, uh, there's always, I'm having trouble getting my thoughts together today, but, um, you know, when I, and when I review everything that I do, um, there's always this bottom line where our, it, it really helps small business owners, but I seem to be drawn to women um, because I understand those struggles as a woman. So <clears throat> anything that I can do to help other women because I have gone through those same struggles, I seem to be motivated by that. So, and that's, you know, that's what encouraged me to start the Women's Small Business Association. Well, one of the things that um, I'm, I'm very aware of, and I've been in business um, 1975, so that means I was five when I started, so stop counting, folks. <laughs> <laughs> My vanity here. But really, um, I come from a family of small business owners, and yet during the Depression, uh, they lost that. So my parents, especially my mother, had a terrible fear of being in small business, and her idea of the safety net was a corporation. And for many years that was true, and then, uh, as we watched in the 80s, one by one, mighty 
corporations fell or were bought over and and really literally taken apart and divided and so many people lost their jobs and our our economy uh and the need for jobs really was disrupted and it you know we've been rebuilding especially here in Pittsburgh area and while we have rebuilt there are still people that are are haven't really recovered from those disruptions and small business is an answer Mm-hmm. So I'm excited that you have done that because, and women, and this is Women's History Month, women have started businesses. Right now it's about um, one and a half to two times as fast as their male counterparts. They have built multi-billion dollar businesses, significantly adding to the economy. If you look at the direct contribution of women's uh, own businesses, it is like almost $2 trillion. That's $2 trillion. That's a lot of jobs, folks. That's a lot of money and innovation that has flowed into the economy because of women business owners. Now, we have a special guest today. Susan, I'm going to get back to you because I know there's a, uh, uh, always something to talk about with WBSA and what's going on and then also what you're doing. But today we have Paige Fulmore who I'm absolutely fascinated I in my introduction from construction to oil, but to essential oils. And Paige is raised in a family-owned business, which eventually was sold, and then she went into corporations, and then she went back into her own business. Welcome to the Empress of Biz, Paige. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne, for having me today. Well, Give us a little of your background, because when we talked, well, we could have talked forever yesterday, <laughs> but, when you, you know, you were raised in a family business, correct? That's correct, yes. My mother was a woman-owned heavy highway contractor here in western Pennsylvania. So she, and that was in the 70s? Uh, she started her business in 1984, and things were really tough in that era for women starting out in business. There weren't a lot of opportunities. However, she saw an opportunity with the uh, WBE program here, and that is a program with heavy highway contractors that they give a portion of the contract to a woman, to a disadvantaged business owner. It had to go to a woman. So she saw an opportunity there to make her mark in the world. Well, one of the things, because I am an NWDBE, had uh, been a certifier for the National um, uh, Women's Business Owner Corporation, one of the things that um, uh, it didn't ha- want to add is that they had to make a good faith effort if they were going to continue to get federal dollars. And your mother was a, a leading pioneer of a woman who really knew how to do to the job. And get it done, and yes, we appreciate that. Yep, she really did. She, um, you know, people would say, "Are you just a front for a man?" And my mother absolutely was not. She was the president and the owner and the runner of that company. Now, you were involved. In, how long were you involved in a family, the family-owned company? Um, over twenty years. I was actually the first person hired. Uh, back in 1984, and I told her I would just do anything I needed to do. So I started out as a flag girl. I held a flag for a few years, 
And after a couple years of that and watching the men run the big equipment, I said to her, I, I want to run those machines. I want to do that job. And at that time, she said, well, you'll have to go through Local 66 apprenticeship and see if you can get in and do the work. So I actually got accepted. Um, it was a four-year apprenticeship here in Western Pennsylvania with Local 66. And for the first two years, I couldn't work for my mother's company. They felt that was a conflict of interest. They wanted me to go out and work for other companies. Um, so I did that. And back then, the rate was very low. There was, there was a lot of construction going on and a lot of people working, and there wasn't a lot of opportunities for someone with no experience. So the apprenticeship program set up the rates that – the first year as an apprentice, you got 50% less than the going rate for running a machine. Mm-hmm. So if it paid $20 an hour, you got 10 Right. And what this did was it gave the contractors an opportunity to bring a greenhorn out on the job with no experience and train them because this is on-the-job training. Mm-hmm. And every year you were in the apprenticeship, your rate went up a little bit each each year. So by the time you were done with your four years, then they considered you a journeyman then, and you would make the $20 to run the equipment. Um, It was difficult being a woman in that field because the opportunities just weren't there for us. Um, I would be called out to run either a power broom or a roller. And those were the least paid pieces of equipment on site. So you really paid your dues. I, yes, I did. Yep. Yeah. I remember the first job they sent me on was to run a power broom up in Vandergrift, the town of Vandergrift. They were doing new paving on the road there, and they put me on this power broom. And as soon as I showed up on the job site, the guy looked at me and said, huh, they sent a woman. That was his first mm-hmm. comment. The second comment was I handed him my credentials, my book, and he said, and you're an apprentice. <laughs> and I oh, said dear. I could run the machine and do a good job for him if he just gave me a chance. So he said he would, and he put me on this machine, this broom, with no cab, the thing spinning in the front, and I had all that dirt all over me, my face, my hair, my skin, and by the end of the day, a thunderstorm opened up. Oh, my. And all that dirt turned to mud. I remember getting into my car, sitting in my car crying because I thought I would never get clean again because I was so filthy. <laughs> so that was my like indoctrination to the first day. Mm-hmm. And it was so dusty up there that this was a little town and the women had already hung their clothes out to dry. Mm-hmm. And oh. here I come with this dust machine. <laughs> And they ended up having to get a machine that was actually was a vacuum and would suck mm-hmm. the dirt up. So after the first day, he said, I won't need you again. <laughs> because you could see these women coming out of their house to attack him. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, and you know, you- and, and that's something that, you know, it's, you know, I, I'm so glad you shared that story because even today we're still seeing those you know, pay out injustices mm. among women. And, you know, I think I think 
think that's another reason why I always encourage women to start their own business because they have control then instead of, you know, always being, you know, controlled. And so, um, you know, when you start your own business, you can pay yourself what you deserve to be paid, you know. So I'm glad you shared that story. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And and my mother raised my sister and I to um, be independent, to take care of yourself. Don't expect right. that a man's going to take care of you because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things change. Yeah. That's what well, my grandmother always said. Don't depend on a man because you never know what's going to happen and you're going to be starting all over again if you depend on a man. So Exactly. Uh, you know, you depend on yourself and something happens, mm-hmm. uh, nothing changes in your life. So... So after my years of running heavy equipment, um, in the winter when construction season was slow out in the field, I would actually go into the office and I would learn jobs in the office. Mm -hmm. So um, my son was born in 1991. I was still running equipment when I was five, six months pregnant. Oh, my And um, I said to my mom, once he's born, I really don't want to work. 12, 14-hour days anymore. I I really Mm -hmm. want to be a a stay-home mom. And she said to me, well, just come in the office and learn what you can, and we'll find something for you in there. So at the time, the business really was starting to grow, and they needed somebody to help with the accounts payable. So I started doing the accounts payable, and that led into um, an HR manager position. So at that point, I had done... Almost every job in the office, I learned how to do the payroll. I learned how to do the accounts payable. I learned how to do permits for heavy equipment in the shop. So, And I ran the big truck. I actually, part of the apprenticeship with the operating engineers is you had to get your CDL driver's license so that you mm-hmm. could drive a crane truck to site. Um, so I had to get my CDL driver's license and actually learned how to, to run an 18-wheeler. Wow. And I can remember getting the test, and I pushed that off till like, the very last part of my apprenticeship because I just knew that wasn't something I really wanted to do. And I was a couple months pregnant when I went for my test, and the the trooper looked at me, and he said, seriously? And I'm like, it's part of what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember finally getting getting through that um, that test, and I was very relieved that that was over. And honestly, at that point, I I just said to my mom, I I can't work in the field. I need to be home where at least I could bring my son to work if I needed to. I could do some of the work from here at home. So at that point, you know, I was really looking for the flexibility. Mm -hmm. And I realized that um, I was never probably going to be happy working for anybody again. Um, So I worked for the family business for over 20 years. Um, unfortunately, my mom hired an H a general manager, and we didn't see eye to eye. <laughs> no surprise there. And um, I went to work one day, and he informed me that my position of over 20 years was being eliminated effective immediately. Wow. So I left the company office that day and tucked my tail between my legs for a little bit and sat at home and licked my wounds, and I went out and pursued a corporate career as an HR manager. Mm -hmm. So I did that for a few years, and then it got to the point where I felt I was being asked to compromise my integrity on some things, 
and I knew I was. I said, "No, this is it. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to do this." Um, so I left that job, and at that time, sadly, we're exposed to many toxins in our daily lives, and we don't even know it. And I found myself very, very unwell from being exposed at some job, who knows where. And I went seeking solutions for me and my family. I laid on my couch for 18 months waiting for my light bulb moment because those days Oprah Winfrey was on TV and she was telling everybody, you'll get your light bulb moment. It'll come. And I, 18 months I laid on my couch waiting for my light bulb moment and it just wasn't coming. It wasn't coming. And I thought, you know, I have to, I, I just can't get well. Um, so I, I literally went seeking solutions for me and my family, and thankfully I found them with essential oils, and since then I have never felt better in my life. Uh, how long have you been involved with uh, essential oils? Um, I started with essential oils in the fall of 2014, so I'm going on my fourth year. Okay. So you are, um, explain what essential oils um, is. So essential oils are natural plant-based compounds that we they're they're all natural, they're safe and effective for therapeutic uses. Um someone had approached me about, you know, you're so sick, have you ever tried those oils? And I looked at them dumbfounded and I I said, "What oils? Like olive oil, vegetable oil, coconut oil?" I had no idea. And they mm-hmm. said, "No, they're called essential oils because they are essential." to your body. And I, I said, well, why don't I know about these? And at that time, it really was like a secret club. There weren't a lot of people out there talking about them. So I went seeking out, looking for them. I knew I had to get my hands on them, and I knew I had to try them. Um, so I was introduced to them. That day that I was introduced to them, I spent my last $200 because I hadn't worked for 18 months, so I had no oh. money. And I spent my last $200 on a starter kit of oils and a diffuser. Uh, the starter kit of oils were the 10 top oils that most people use to basically make over their medicine chest. So mm-hmm. I bought the kit, I started using the oils, and within 48 hours, miraculously, I was better. Wow. And I, I so, said, this can't be. I was still so, I was skeptical. I said, this this can't be, that you know, so much, so quick. Um, and then because I had been prescribed many antibiotics, trying to get cleared up of some of the stuff that was hanging on to me, I had no good bacteria left in my digestive system. So I would be going to the bathroom like 12 times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go out and eat. I really felt like something was screwed up there. So uh, one day, my husband and I were coming home, and I said to him, you better hurry up, get home. I'm not going to make it home. And he said, you have that oil. Why don't you try it? I put one drop of this digestive blend in my my belly button, and within 30 seconds, I had no more cramping. I had no more digestive discomfort. And that's when I was, ho- I was really hooked at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, you're involved with, with them. You, um, uh, one of the things when we talked about it, and I, I, I myself am a fan of the oils, but um, there's a lot of different oils, and I really wanted to clarify because I, as we talked yesterday, I, I'm somewhat mystified myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what did these oils do that um uh what do these oils do that um you can um that makes the difference so the company that I represent is Deterra International they're out of Utah um they are certified pure therapeutic grade when we buy essential oils there's actually three grades of essential oils the first grade is your synthetic man-made scents. These are your plug-ins, Febreze, sprays, things of that nature. So they are synthetic man-made. There's no essential oils there, so there's nothing for therapeutic benefit. It's just a scent. Then we have our food-grade essential oils, and those are the, the oils that we flavor our cookies, our cakes and candies with. Then we have therapeutic-grade oils. So you'll see these oils in Target and Walmart. I probably shouldn't name big box stores like that. But you will see these available. And on the bottle, if you read it, it will say for aromatic or topical use only. What that means is that contains some essential oils, but it also contains all natural fillers. An all-natural product can, can be listed as all-natural, but it can be grass, it can be wood, it can be concrete, it can be even be manure. Those are considered an all-natural product. So then you have doTERRA. They are certified pure therapeutic grade. These oils are 100% pure. If you read the bottle, and it will say on the back of a lot of them, probably 90% for uh uh, it's a supplemental use. So when you see that, that means this oil can be used as a supplement. That means it's pure. It has nothing in it that can harm you. Um, the oils that we cannot ingest, the bottles have a bigger lid and they are safety. You have to push down and turn. So that's your cue that that oil should never be ingested always read the bottle because it will say right on there for topical use only. There are products such as wintergreen that is poison to human beings if we ingest it. But we can rub it on the skin for therapeutic benefits for, for some pain management. So that's why I went with doTERRA because the, of their purity. And I had such a, you get a better therapeutic use from a pure oil and you also use less of the product, so it lasts longer. I wanted to ask you, because um, we're talking about oils, and it's used as a product for uh, to help remedy um, uh, health issues. What kind of training have you had? So when I first got into the essential oil business, I was just um, a wellness advocate out there sharing the products with close friends and family. I then felt um, I had gotten into a discussion on a public forum that somebody said I said something I didn't say about these oils. These oils can help put the body back in balance. They work on a cellular level naturally. However, we educate people that they do not treat or cure diseases. And I make sure to tell everybody that multiple times that they do not treat or cure disease but they can help with putting the body back in balance and getting rid of some of these things that are going on with you. And I got into a public forum. I was trying to help someone with a solution, and I had some lady come off on me about how, you know, how dare you say these oils treat or cure disease. 
And I said, well, I never said that. And I had people in the forum saying she never said that. But at that point, it sparked me that I needed more education. So I actually got involved with a school of natural medicine, and I got a certification in natural health profession, which what this does is it actually gives me the confidence that I need now to sit down and go toe-to-toe with a medical profession. I know the body systems. I know how things work now in the body. So this really was able to help give me that boost that I needed, and it also tapped me into another whole community of people just like me, mm-hmm. wanting to know and, more. Right, and I'm aware that um, you know there's a big effort in traditional and non-traditional medicine that people need to be involved in maintaining their own good health from the way they eat to the way they exercise to uh, what they medicines they take so that um, all of this is part of what is emerging now is that we are a partner in our own health. Exactly. We are bridging the gap between Eastern and Western medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not against medicine at all. There's a place and a time for everything. But I feel that my job is creating awareness because I was so unaware that these products even existed, let alone that I could just get them. And then I just felt that I needed to bridge the gap with education. People are afraid to use these things because they don't know. They don't know how to use them. They, they want to be safe. And so I really felt there was a need there to educate people so that I could empower them with their own customized essential oil plan. And we sit down and we work together to figure out exactly what direction they want to go in. I do a whole intake with them about you know, what kind of medications they take because some essential oils can interfere with medication. Um, and there was a lot of misinformation being given. Um, I can remember going to an event and um, somebody was speaking about the oils and she said, these things, this cleaner that we have, we have an all-purpose cleaner that you can use to clean your home. And she said, well, this cleaner is so safe that you could drink it. And I knew that wasn't true. <laughs> So I felt that my focus needed to be on educating people so that they can have a good experience with this. It changed my life. Right. And so I just felt that I wanted to give that back to them so that they felt more confident, more comfortable using them. I talk to professional women and working moms like myself mostly is who I work with, and I help them find alternatives, natural alternatives, because, and they've heard of the oils, but they just weren't comfortable in getting them and using them because they didn't feel comfortable with the support system. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a business for you. And, it is. Um, and you not only have, um, you are a businesswoman who, who passionately believes in her product, but you also have, um, as a businesswoman, have brought in other products, correct? I have. I Every year I kind of look at things and, you know, people approach me about, hey, have you seen this? Hey, have you seen that? And I'm always learning. Um, I will never stop learning about this. And so when I see someone with another product that I feel is a good fit for my wellness business, I I jump in. 
I really jump in. Uh, the last product I got involved with was, it's called the Helo Smart Band. The company is World Global Network. It's also the first technology network marketing company. And they have a smart band that does 24-7 wellness monitoring. What it does is it gives you readings every two hours, your blood pressure, your heart rate, your mood, your energy, how you slept. It does everything that the Fitbit does as far as steps and calories. But this thing really is a, I tell people, this isn't a fitness band. This is a wellness lifestyle monitor. Um, so I got involved with it a year, a little over a year ago. And that, that Christmas I gave everybody in my family one. And it wasn't long. My husband was on the road and I started getting alerts because you can set it up that your loved one gets alerts when you're, when your readings are out of parameter, you put it in, this is what my normal blood pressure is. And if it, your reading is lower or higher, it alerts you that there's an issue there. So I started getting these alerts that my husband's blood pressure was 200 over 105. Mm. And I called him up and I said, you know, are you getting these alerts? And he said he was. And I said, well, go to the plant nurse and get her to put you on a blood pressure cuff. Because at that time, I just wasn't sure that the device was correct. So they put him on the blood pressure cuff. Sure enough, he called me 45 minutes later and said, they're sending me out of here. My blood pressure is 200 over 105 with a cuff. Wow. So especially with men, and now I'm educating women too, that this technology creates an awareness that gives you then an opportunity to make a better choice with, in regards to your wellness. Um, they're talking about adding a new app for um, sugar, so you'll be able to get your sugar reading without pricking your finger 10 times a day. Um, mm. It's also going to have blood alcohol monitoring. So if you go out and you have one or two glasses of wine with dinner, you can get in your car and find out, Do it, you know, right from your smartphone, it, or am I over? If you are, then you know you better get a ride. Well, this sounds great. Now, we are <laughs> we're going, we're going to run out of time very shortly. Paige, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? Um, So um, I teach people how to replace synthetics with all natural products to reduce their toxic load, and I do specialize in essential oils. I would be happy to empower them with all natural solutions that my company offers and save them money if they currently are not working with anyone else with the oils. Um, They can reach me on, I have a Facebook page, Essential Oils and Wellness LLC. That's the company that I own. Uh, They can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Every Friday on my Facebook business page, I do a live where I share recipes and tips and tricks with essential oils. Uh, They can, I also do live events here in the Greensburg and North Huntington areas. So if they're looking for some sort of wellness event, they can hook up with me there. But the best way really to get me is um, on social media, Facebook, um, Instagram. They can call me. They can actually go to my website, pagefulmer.com, too. I'll repeat that website again. Sure. It's pagefulmer.com. Okay, and Paige is spelled. Spell it out because that's so sure. new one. It's P-A-I-G-E-F-U-L-M-E-R.com. Okay. Paige, I'm going to come back to you uh, for um, two things, and we're, we're going to 
uh, we are going to be running out of time shortly. But what I'm going to ask you is one tip for women business owners and YWBSA, mm-hmm. YWBA, okay? Mm-hmm. Susan, uh, we're coming back to you. Uh, we've run over our 30 minutes. I've got about eight minutes on my board. Okay. What's going on with WSBA that you want everybody to know? <laughs> Uh, well, the one thing I'd love to talk about is our upcoming signature event, the Pittsburgh Entrepreneur Conference, which is happening on uh, April 4th at Olivia's Banquet Facility in Coriopolis. Uh, we're going to have uh, several speakers lined up, uh, and we're going to have exhibit tables, and we're also going to be doing the Honoring Extraordinary Women uh, Award Ceremony during lunch. Um, and so uh, we're excited about that, uh, highlighting the achievements of women in the Pittsburgh and surrounding areas. Um, so our speakers that we have lined up are uh, from 9.40 to 10.15, Marcy uh, Geiger from uh, Smory Geiger Law. She'll be presenting uh, a lecture on business entity structure, personal asset protection, at 10.25 to 11 a.m., Bernadette Collins for Prudential will be presenting a lecture on what you need to know about the 2018 Tax Cuts and Jobs Acts. Uh, we'll be doing our awards ceremony. Uh, we'll be giving out three awards, the 2018 Best Businesswoman of Pittsburgh, the Community Service Award presented by WSBA, and the 2018 Businesswoman of the Year. Uh, 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 those are the three awards we're giving away. Uh, 1245 to 115, we also have uh, a uh, national speaker coming out, and her name is Andrea Perse-Clove. She's the founder and uh, 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 founder of Success Coach, and she, she will be talking about overcoming limits, fears, and reaching new goals. Um, and uh, I'll be doing a lecture myself. Uh, and to get... Uh, um, information about all of uh, the details about the event, you'll go to www.wsba.biz. www.sba. No, wsba.biz. www.wsba.biz. Okay. And what is the cost of the event? If you go through any of our hostesses or member or hostesses or chapter directors, which means if you attend any of our upcoming events, it's thirty-eight dollars. If you go to our website, it will be forty-two, and at the door it's fifty. So there's definitely benefit through going through one of our hostesses or chapter directors. You can find out our upcoming event by going to our website. You'll see a list of all of our upcoming events in our uh, chapters, and you can attend any of those. Do some networking, get your discounted ticket, and um, and uh, attend the event and get your t- discounted ticket that way. And I also want to quickly talk about uh, an event that we are partnered up with, and that is uh, at the Pittsburgh Business Show. Uh, that event happens April 25th and 26th, and uh, I will be doing a lecture there myself on April 25th from 10:30 to 11:30, and my lecture will be called uh, #Hashtag Me Too and Sexism at Work: How Fe- Female Executives Overcome Challenges in the Workplace. 
And what I'll be, uh, what my lecture will be covering is, uh, we'll be reviewing the current data, number, and percentage of working of women working towards executive positions. Review the six current sexism challenges for professional women. We'll review the competencies needed for top lead leaders and how women measure up. And an open forum that will allow executive women to share their strategies for overcoming these challenges. Um, now, <clears throat> if you follow me, and I, uh, you can email me. I have discounted tickets for the event, so I can give you a link, and that will give you uh, a discounted price for both days. I also have a discounted uh, rate for just one day at uh, this two-day uh, event uh, at the Lawrence the David Lawrence Convention Center. Again, the event is the 25th and 26th. It's the Pittsburgh Business Show. It's sponsored by WDEV, Pittsburgh Business Time, uh, and several junior achievement, uh, Dollar Bank. Um, great event to attend. And when you uh, use my link, a portion of those ticket sales go to She Deserves, which is a nonprofit organization that I'm starting. Uh, and uh, this nonprofit uh, uh, help provides business development for domestic abuse survivors, um, and to to help them to provide um, uh, economic empowerment. So, um, great event to come to. Uh, to connect with me, you can email me at wsbafounder at gmail dot com. Okay, that's wsbafounder at gmail dot com. Correct. Email okay. works best um, for me. And again, the website is wsba.biz. Everything that I, I talked about will be at that link. All right. Uh, real quick, Paige, what's your tip for women business owners? Sure. Uh, my empowering business tip is your road to success will be filled with many opportunities to help others. And why WSBA? It's a great organization to get heard, get noticed, and get leads, and to build those relationships. Ah, Thanks. very good. And uh, Sue, uh, Susan, your la your last comment that you would like to make. My tip of the day is, um, and uh, my tip of the day is, uh, don't keep asking others how can you help them, and that's your best way for. Uh, connecting and collaborating for uh, it's a great way to get to I'm not wording this right <laughs> but uh, uh, instead of selling ask uh, uh, ask people how you can help them a great tip because then you're focused on them instead of yourself I like that a lot well, this is Joanne Forster the Empress of Bids this has been a fascinating time I should have booked a whole hour um, Paige Fulmer, you have quite a story, and as usual, Susan, your drive and your ambition to help others is uh, uh, certainly an inspiration and a motivation. And ladies, um, March 24th is an opportunity to salute women. Women's voices, hear them speak, hear more about the 2019 Pennsylvania Women's Hall of Achievement calendar, and, and hear our stories. And it's really important that our daughters, our nieces, our sons hear our stories to realize that change is possible, that change is good, 
change brings economic opportunity, as we see with women business owners generating almost $2 trillion to the economy. So this is Joanne Forrester. You want to get a hold of me to register to also what we do, and what we do is this podcast show, and we are a growth management specialist for small businesses, and we have raised over $45 million for small business. And we thank you for listening. Thank you, ladies. Hey, thank you. Have a, a productive day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you for all you do. And a great, successful month, ladies. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.